my pleasure right now to speak to you from the uh, John Clark Performance Studio here at WDAV. My very special guest is pianist Pamela Howland. Pamela, good morning and welcome. Hi, Frank. I'm glad to be here with you today. Well, we are delighted to have you here, and we've made today, uh, partly inspired by knowing you were coming to visit today, we've designated today as Classical Musician Appreciation Day. Yay! Uh, and, <laughs> and we realize that, you know, a lot of times people who tend to rely on electronic media for enjoying their music, whether it's a radio station or an internet stream like WDAV has, or uh, a recording or an MP3 file, they forget that human beings make this music. Not only did human beings write the music, but human beings perform the music and bring it to life. So we wanted to make a special point of that, and uh, having you here in the studio really inspires us to uh, to uh, make that point. Tell us a little bit about this CD that we've been offering this morning as a bonus, uh, Night Music. I like the title, first right. of all. Well, <laughs> thank you. The title comes from the word night or nocturnal, and Chopin's nocturnes, all 19 of them, um, are each uh, different odes to night passions or feelings, I think you could say. So I wanted to record all 19 of them, and I actually thought I would do it in one bout, but um, I realized quickly uh, in the process that I needed to chop it up into two manageable bites. So what you have today is Night Music Part 1, and those are the Nocturnes numbers 1 through 10. And um, I recently had this wonderful experience um, just this past Thursday at Biotech Place at the Wake Forest Innovation Quarter of putting on um, a concert slash art show. Um, my husband happens to be a wonderful painter, Wendell Myers, and he. we decided to collaborate, first time we've ever done this, um, uh, on an art project, and he uh, painted a painting that correlates to each of the separate nocturnes. So we had an art exhibition of 10 large paintings of nocturnes, and I played selections from this new CD. And it's just was really fulfilling, and it seemed to um, overwhelm the audience with the profusion of different things coming at them. <laughs> the synergy between different art forms is something that we hear a lot about from listeners. Uh, I, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten an email or a phone call from somebody who says, I'm a writer and the music really inspires me, or I'm a painter and I love having you on in the studio. Uh, I imagine that at collaborating with your husband, whom you know so well and working so closely on this project, uh, just uh, proved that in spades. It did. And I have done um, poetry and music, and I did a one-woman show, a theater and music about Chopin and George Sand. And then I did a film on Chopin. And then finally I thought, well, look, who's, who's living with me right in my house? <laughs> so uh, including um, other art forms, I really think helps more points of entry for all of our audience. Well, let's go ahead and hear uh, some Chopin because you play it so well and it's so much a part of uh, your repertory. Uh, what's the first piece you're going to play? I would like to play a mazurka for you, and this ties in with our um, multimedia idea in that these mazurkas are Polish dances, so we're going to have Chopin's music um, based loosely on a Polish dance, and this is the um, nocturne, um, excuse me, the mazurka, Opus 7, number 1 in B-flat major. Pamela Howland performing live from the John Clark Performance Studio on 89.9 WDAV Classical Public Radio.
a wonderful performance there of the Mazurka in B-flat major by Frederick Chopin and the wonderful pianist Pamela Howland of the Winston-Salem area visiting us here in Davidson in the John Clark Performance Studio at WDAV Classical Public Radio. Pamela, wonderful. Really Thank nice so to hear much. that. Now, I want to ask you about that specific piece, which is a familiar mazurka, and it has such a sort of buoyant, uh, bouncy feeling to it. And then there are a few passages where it gets a little introspective. I don't know if it actually changes key, but it certainly turns inward. Talk yes. to us about that quality in Chopin's music. That's a great observation. Um, one of the things that happens with Chopin is that there are very few moments when things are just flat-out joyous. And you could even say it's sort of the uh, Eastern European or Slavic influence. There is something in Polish called żal, which is the word for not only melancholy, but nostalgia, dreaminess, kind of that brooding sense of of loss and longing. And this was so much a part of Chopin's life that even when he was happy, I always say, he could never completely be happy. And I think that even you heard just now, we start out in the major mode, but at the end it kind of gets a little bit mysterious. Even when he's in the happy mode, the major key, um, there's that wistfulness, which is what I think people love so much about his music because they can really relate to that. I'm here in the John Clark Performance Studio with our special guest pianist, Pamela Howland. And Pamela, we, we're talking a little bit about the special quality of Chopin's music, and I don't think it's uh, any type of um, overstatement to say that you're a real authority on it after many years of studying it and playing it, and you've performed it all around the world, haven't well, you? Well, this is true, but I think that you could also put me in the category of um, uh, greatest love for Chopin, maybe. <laughs> I don't know about authority. But I particularly have a connection with um, friends and musicians in Poland. And this was where um, Chopin spent the first half of his life. And when we went to make this movie, we filmed in Poland and then in France, where he spent the second half of his life. But the Poles, of course, claim Chopin as their own. And I am, uh, my grandfather came from Poland, so I guess I, I feel like I'm a little bit part of the club. And they just have such um, regard for Chopin. Uh, but what we're trying to do is kind of make a new initiative to bring it, even in Poland, to more people. And that's my mission here. What you're doing so beautifully on WDAV is trying to bring the music to people. Of course, you need their help, but we're trying to bring it to everyone, not just the educated, not just the people who studied music or are in sort of that elite capacity. And that's one of the things I love about WDAV is that you're not sitting on some high plateau somewhere. You are telling stories about the music. You're inviting listeners to come into this beautiful world which um, we know everyone needs. Well, thank you for those kind words. And speaking of stories, I want you to tell us a, a fun story about uh, a recent visit to Poland that you had uh, where you were performing uh, Chopin in a sort of unusual setting and uh, met some royalty, I think it's I, safe to say. <laughs> <laughs> it was really a marvelous time uh, being there for World Music Day, which was just this past June 22nd or June 21st. And I had two wildly different experiences. I was invited to play at the Belgian Embassy, and that was a very fancy traditional concert, as you can imagine. But then um, I also played at World Music Day, and these friends, um, Jarek Hodetsky, who is the head of this tribe of, um, um, I don't want to say bohemians, but forward thinkers who wants to bring the music to the people, actually got me a potato cart. They referred to it as a potato <laughs> cart. They had a grand piano on this, bungee corded down, and I was pulled through the streets of Warsaw playing this, pulled with <laughs> people with you know straps attached. And it was great fun. There were other pianists who joined us and played, and it was kind of like a flash mob event. So we would play and then pull over. So we pulled over 
over. I had it was I was very lucky. It was my turn. Pulled over to Chopin's church, the Church of the Holy Cross, right on the main street where his heart is buried. Because you remember that his body is in Père Lachaise Cemetery in Paris, and his heart is in Poland. Pulled over. I started playing the raindrop prelude, and. My friends uh, said, oh, the president's coming, the president's coming, a motorcade was coming, and we thought, well, we'll get to see President Komarovsky. And I was playing, the limo pulled by, the window rolled down, and it was Sir Paul McCartney. <laughs> of course, one of my heroes, musical uh, musical heroes. And he waved, and he drove away and gave me the thumbs up. And our friends, of course, went crazy, but our good friend, um, Tomek Kwiatkowski, had a camera ready. So there is an actual photo of this event, not photoshopped. And it was just, he was there playing uh, in the stadium that night. The Beatles and Paul McCartney had never played in Poland. And it was his 71st birthday. And uh -huh. uh, I just am very lucky that he felt obliged or interested enough to roll down the window and wave. And on his 71st birthday, he gave you a wonderful present he and a wonderful memory. He certainly did. He certainly did. And by the way, we have the proof of uh, this encounter on the WDAV website, I believe. Okay. I haven't had a chance to check, but uh, uh, Tam Ferguson and uh, Jennifer McGivney, our web people, told us they were going to be putting up that picture in time for this uh, broadcast. So go to WDAV.org to check that out. It's a pretty amazing yeah. picture. And uh, also, while you're there, consider making a contribution using the online form there, WDAV.org. Uh, Pam, let's hear some more music uh, and some more Chopin. Tell us about what you're going to play next. This waltz is um, the the very first waltz I ever heard and fell in love with when I was about eight years old, and it's often called the farewell. And this is Chopin's actual second girlfriend that he wrote it for, Maria Wojcinska, a beautiful Polish girl. And um, what you can hear in it that I love so much is he's in the present moment. And then you'll hear him go to a past memory, I think. Um, perhaps he's writing her a letter. Um, see what you think. But it's a very beautiful waltz in A-flat major. And once again, we're listening to Pamela Howland from the John Clark Performance Studio at 89.9 WDAV.
are basking in the beauty of Chopin this morning from the John Clark Performance Studio, a live performance from pianist Pamela Howland. That was the waltz in A-flat major with the title The Farewell. Uh, Pamela, uh, do we know if this is a title that Chopin gave to this nocturne or uh, this uh, waltz, or is it one of those that it's acquired over time? Good question. This is one of the very few that he did put on this piece. Um, She asked him, the story goes, that she asked him when he was leaving, um, please write something for me. So he called it The Farewell, but he was not, as a rule, in favor of pictorial titles at all. In fact, they sort of angered him. I think he wanted um, the listeners to use their own imaginations about their interpretations. And yet so many of his pieces over time have acquired these titles because they're so evocative. They are. They are. Well, we want to hear a lot more. Uh, One thing I want to ask you about before I check in with uh, my colleague Mike McKay about how we're doing over in the phone room is about uh, your recent designation, uh, which is really a distinguishing one and an honor. Uh, And I think of this because you're performing on this wonderful Steinway piano here in our John Clark Performance Studio. That piano was uh, one of the uh, bequests that we were given by our very generous uh, supporter, Rom Sparks, upon his death. And we really uh, treasure it and thank the Sparks family for that support. And it's a piano that has some significance uh, beyond that for you because you're now a Steinway artist. Yes, I found out a couple of weeks ago, and um, I'm part of the international family on the Steinway roster, and um, the selection is, um, it's a real honor, but it also is um, just reflective of my passion and love for Steinway pianos. Um, I'm trying to uh, get out of the old um, classical kind of um, diva mode where, oh, you can only (laughs) play on a, you know, top-of-the-line instrument such as what you have. So I'm going all over and playing on whatever is available. And I even actually played on a keyboard in a small town in Poland when I thought there would be a piano and there wasn't. And, you know, that touched people. But if I have a choice, um, the Steinway is, you know, the most beautiful piano, and uh, in my opinion. And uh, I'm thrilled that you have one. I have... uh the enviable task of being here with Pam in the John Clark Performance Studio as she performs live for us. And it just sounds glorious. Pam, thank you so much. My pleasure. I want to hear a little bit more, but before we start uh, playing a little bit more, I want to ask you about your plans for a Chopin Festival in the Winston-Salem area. Yes, we are taking again our cue from Warsaw. Um, And since the Chopin 200th birthday year, which was in 2010, um, these people have been putting on festivals. Now, there's some question about when Chopin's birthday was. We really think it was March 1st, but some people feel it was February 22nd. So the Poles will celebrate those eight days, um, all eight days for their beloved Chopin. And I wanted to bring this to Winston-Salem. And so February 28th, birthday eve, and March 1st this year, we'll be having a Chopin festival free, open to the community. And um, the February 28th will be part two of our night music series. So I'm busy um, recording number 11 through 19 and my husband is painting a corollary painting for each they will be exhibited we'll have the same kind of multimedia um, event that birthday eve february 28th night but the next day we were are going to have live continuous uh, chopin piano music by triad area professionals and students most all of the colleges around are supplying wonderful pianists and um, Chris Falk from Piedmont Music Center is providing as he did last week the glorious Steinway D concert grand beautiful instrument again thank you Steinway um, 
And so we will have, um, I assume audiences will come and go, but we're going to have Polish food and French food and dance. Some school children are going to be demonstrating the mazurka and a, a multi um, art uh, disciplinary arts festival but the cornerstone will be live and continuous Chopin music played by wonderful performers and uh, remind us again where this is happening this is at the wonderful biotech place which is a new facility of the Wake Forest Innovation Quarter and it is just a stunning large atrium uh, which everyone last week thought oh this is going to sound like a European train station you know with sound (laughs) bouncing all over but they have done a marvelous job with the acoustics and it's just a very inspiring place to have an event. Speaking of inspiring, to me, uh, bringing something like this together uh, requires inspiration on your part, but it also is inspiring to think of how many musicians are out there that you can call on with confidence to put together a wonderful festival like this, and it speaks really well of the richness of the cultural uh, scene in this area. I think that's true, and I think that that is what you're probably getting after in your campaign, is that it takes everyone. You know, we all have something to give, and um, if we all give um, at the level that we're able, then we have a marvelous whole. And um, musicians give of themselves all the time. And I think because we enjoy our work so much, people think, oh, they're just, you know, having fun. (laughs) It is glorious fun sometimes, and it's a lot of work. But I think the main thing is that, um, you know, music is is joy and it's love and it's beauty, and we all want to partake of that. So if we each give what we can, we've got a marvelous whole, but yet at the, at the cornerstones of all that is, are these individuals who are having their own experience with music. Whether you're a musician or just a music lover and you're listening, um, it's a vital part of life. And so it does benefit the wider community, the world, the planet, the universe, but it also spirals back into our own individual soul. And um, you know, music accompanies us as we grieve and um, celebrate and heal and become sick and, you know, through all kinds of emotions. And for me, Chopin um, is always there in every um, situation. Well, an eloquent artist such as Pamela Howland, uh, both uh, in terms of her playing and in her speaking, really makes the case in a way better than I possibly could for how important it is to support WDAV, especially on this uh, Classical Musician Appreciation Day. Make your contribution today at 1-877-333-8990 or at WDAV.org, and you enable us to support the wonderful work of local musicians like Pamela Howland and the many guest artists who come through the area to perform from many organizations and orchestras that are in our listening area. Uh, Well, why don't we hear a little bit more Chopin, Pamela, and tell us what you're going to play next. I would love to. I will play for you the prelude in D-flat, the uh, Opus 28, number 15, but usually known as the Raindrop Prelude. Beautiful three-part piece. Uh, Chopin did not name that. It was a German fan who named this piece, but I believe that you will hear probably a gentle rainstorm and then a real deluge, a real thunderstorm, a real stormy B section. And then, uh, as all storms do, they eventually dissipate. And uh, if not the sun coming out, the rain um, ceases to be so stormy. So this is the raindrop, the so-called raindrop prelude by Chopin, which he wrote on the Isle of Majorca. Pamela Howland, live from the John Clark Performance Studio at 89.9 WDAV.
the beautiful prelude in D-flat major known as the Raindrop Prelude by Frédéric Chopin. Not one of those names that Chopin himself gave to the piece, but certainly one that seems to uh, deserve the nickname. Uh, Pamela Howland, the pianist, live from the John Clark Performance Studio here at WDAV, and I'm Frank Dominguez. Pamela, whenever I hear this piece, I'm struck by this note that seems to repeat incessantly throughout all the rest of the tapestry of the music. And to me, that's what gives it that raindrop imagery. I, I, I picture when I hear that, this uh, sort of a, a dripping gutter, you know, with a raindrop uh, falling out of it. Not, not the most elegant image, but to me, it sounds really beautiful and, and sort of justifies the, the, the title of the piece. Right. Uh, that must be incredibly difficult to play. Uh, well, it depends on the piano again. The piano is a fascinating machine, and it, like any other complicated machine, has working parts. And so there are settings of the action on every piano, and of course, on a perfect piano, they're all exactly Exactly alike, but you'll you probably have had the experience of playing a piano before, and not all the keys work, or they feel different, and so it depends on that note, <laughs> how it's going to repeat. So it is a challenge, but it's always, um, you know, it's it's always um, a challenge in performing. But it is a beautiful, I think, a poetic symbol that Chopin uh, used in this piece, whether he called it the raindrop prelude or not. But it is one reason why he's often called the poet of the piano. Pamela Howland is here live in the John Clark Performance Studio with me. Pamela, uh, I've enjoyed this so much, and we have one more selection that you're going to play as sort of a, a farewell to us. It's not the farewell uh, <laughs> mazurka or uh, 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 waltz that you played earlier, but it'll be uh, your farewell as far as this particular visit goes. But I just wanted to ask you something, and I'm, uh, this question is prompted by the fact that you've been a friend of WDAV for such a long time. I remember back, uh, I think it was during our 30th anniversary celebrations, you came in to talk with Fred Child, who was our special guest during those celebrations, and to perform some of your holiday uh, mm -hmm. CD mm -hmm. recording uh, in the performance studio here. And over the years, you've always just been there for us whenever we wanted so, some help. So I want to ask you, why are you so good to us? What have we done to deserve well, this? Well, <laughs> I love your mission, and I think we're in harmony in that regard. And you you all love beautiful music. And as I said, it, you your station while holding yourself to high standards of excellence, has um, the populace in mind. I don't think that you're just um, um, playing music for that 4% of Americans that they say listen to classical music. Um, as I've said for a long time, my mission is the 96% who don't. <laughs> and I, I feel that we're sort of in sync in that. You would like to um, have... Uh, you know, many, many more people who don't know the joys of classical music join on. And I think that that's something that your diehard listeners can do is invite a friend to listen, invite a friend to a concert, help them dip their toe into the water slowly so it's accessible. And WDAV is just a very um, lovely, um, smart, uh, wonderful station. Another reason we are so uh, happy to have you here is that you come from the Winston-Salem area, uh, and uh, that is an area that for a long time was not able to get WDAV over the air. And even though we are online and people could listen to WDAV.org or use our apps for smartphones and tablets, we kept hearing from folks, when are you going to be back? We miss you. We miss you. And so it's great to have someone from that community to come in and make the case for uh, what a yes. rare jewel WDAV is and, and how worthy it is of support. 
support. It really is. And I appreciate that you're having a live musician come in today because I think you alluded to this earlier. There's a culture of uh, kind of anonymity with all of our technology. And I think it's easy, very easy for me included to turn on the radio and nobody knows I'm turning it on. So why should I contribute? But, you know, every person... Every person matters, and, uh, you know, um, hopefully it won't be an anonymous process any longer. Well, I can't thank you enough for all your uh, generosity and help over the years, and I know the the partnership will go on for many years to come, especially with the support of listeners. And right now, if you're a listener who wants to support WDAV because you've been enjoying this wonderful Chopin music performed live from our Clark Performance Studio, all you have to do is call one 877 or make a contribution at WDAV.org. Now, what are you going to play us out with, I Pam? am going to play you out with the um, first um, cut on my new CD called Night Music, and this is the Nocturne Number no. 1 in B-flat minor. Again, it's Chopin at his most brooding B-flat minor, but then you will see a middle section, or here, you may see it too, the sun comes out, but we return to B-flat minor. And a quick uh, reminder that if you contribute $120 or more, we'll give you that CD as a bonus in addition to whatever membership benefit. It'll sound great on the CD, and it's about to sound great live from the John Clark Performance Studio here at WDAV.
That was just beautiful. <laughs> little speechless there. That was the Nocturne Number no. 1 in B-flat minor by uh, Frederick Chopin, performed by Pamela Howland, our wonderful guest here in the John Clark Performance Studio. I'm Frank Dominguez. Pamela, thank you again. That was just brilliant, and your visit has been, uh, I know, personally uh, inspiring, and I think it's inspired a lot of folks to uh, support Classical Public Radio so that we can continue the good partnership with artists like you. Thank you, Frank. My pleasure.